up your hands. All right, now, we're going to do the basic step. To the left. Take it back now, y'all. One hop this time. Right foot, left stump. Left foot, left stump. Cha-cha, real smooth. Turn it out. To the left. Take it back now, y'all. One hop this time. Right foot, left stump. Left foot, left stump. Alrighty, Spizzity Sports. Look at my shorts. Uh, NFL playoffs, the most wonderful time of the year. COVID be damned. Um, in the NFC, the Rams travel to the Packers. Packers are a six-point favorite in that one, or a touchdown favorite uh, in that game. I think that's a good line, obviously, and I would take the Green Bay Packers straight up. Obviously, if I was betting the line and the over-under, I would take the... Yeah, they're so fucking... They're so garbage sometimes. I would take the Rams and the over. Uh, that means I'm giving the Rams six and a half. I think it's going to be closer than uh, seven because, I don't know, Green Bay always uh, never shows up until they do show up. <laughs> Pick of the year. Uh, Saints and Tampa Bay. Um, the line is at three for some reason at 52. I'm going to take the Saints and that line, uh, and I will take the under. So I think the Saints are going to fucking destroy them as they have twice this year already. Uh, AFC, it's Buffalo against Baltimore. Uh, Buffalo's a two and a half favorite. I'll take Buffalo uh, with that one over under at 50. I'll take the under uh, in that one. And then KC against Cleveland. Uh, Chiefs are a 10 point favorite. I take that. And then over under 57, I guess I'll take the over. Um, I think the, the Chiefs are just going to to work on the Browns. Uh, conference championships next week on the 24th. Uh, COVID hasn't been really a thing. I think they'll just tamp that down. Uh, don't really want to uh, mess with the uh, playoffs too much uh, for the NFL. But get some good matchups uh, this week. I'll be trying to watch them. Uh, the Packers-Rams is the 1-6 matchup. New Orleans-Tampa is the 2-5. Uh, Buffalo-Baltimore is the 2-5. And then Kansas City-Browns is the 1-6. So mirror images of each other with the new playoff format. Uh, NBA standings. Uh, Boston leading the Eastern Conference at 8-3. and three. Uh, Milwaukee trailing slowly behind, along with Philadelphia and the Pacers. Uh, Brooklyn, Orlando, Cleveland, and Charlotte rounding out. Uh, Orlando with a 500 record, Cleveland and Charlotte at 6-7. and seven. Uh, Detroit at the bottom at 2-9. Uh, Western Conference, Lakers at 11-3, holding it down. Uh, Clippers at 9-4, following... Utah, Phoenix, Portland, Dallas, Golden State, and San Antonio at 500, uh, along with a myriad of other teams, uh, Minnesota at the cellar at 3-8. And, and then in hockey, that's starting up, uh, just started, so no need to go too deep into the uh, standings. Uh, Capitals beat the Sabres 2-1, to uh, Flyers over the Pens 5-2, Lightning over the Blackhawks, Oh, it's so racist. Five to two. Uh, Senators beat the Maple Leafs five to three. Avalanche mollow up the Blues eight nothing. And then Stars uh, with their season opener against the Panthers was postponed due to probably the riots in D.C. Uh, couldn't for for no reason would I think that it would be COVID. Uh, and then MMA has uh, two fights uh, or two fight weeks or some good fight weeks coming up. Uh, fight night is Holloway versus Qatar. Um, and then next week is Poirier versus McGregor too. So I'm going to dive into the uh, McGregor Poirier card. It looks this looks like a real good fight. McGregor at 22 and four, Poirier at 26 and six. I would figure that McGregor would be a big favorite, and he is. 
He's a minus 300 favorite. Uh, Hooker versus Chandler. I versus Calderwood. Uh, Fravala versus Azatar. Rodriguez versus Rebus. Burgos versus To Be Announced. Uh, in the prelims, it's uh, Sakarin versus Harkapest. So a bunch of Middle Eastern, or not Middle Eastern, a bunch of Eastern European uh, and Russian cats from the hard-nosed, hard-knock life of Uzbekistan and Russia and shit like that are taking over the UFC. Uh, Tavares versus Carlos Yuna, uh, Pena versus McMahon, and then Roundtree versus Preaching. In the early prelims, it's Sanchez Munez, Lentz Evelev, Osby versus Zumagov. So I don't know anybody else on that card with the exception of Poirier versus McGregor. Last time these two guys fought, uh, Poirier got his uh, lights taken out. Holloway versus Qatar. Let's look at that card. Um, Holloway 21 and 6. Qatar 22 and 4. Holloway is a 160 favorite. Uh, Condit versus Brown. I know Carlos Condit. Ponza versus Jing Lang. Uh, Buckley versus Deshoro, Serrano versus Todorich. Oh, those are two undefeated fighters. That should be a fun one. Uh, Prelim Hawes versus Imov, uh, Vinan versus Edwards, Philippe versus Taffa, Zwada versus Emiv, Morris versus Mello, Kilburn versus Lingo. Don't know any of these guys either. So I just know Holloway. I uh, don't even know Qatar at the top. I know Carlos Condit, Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier, and Conor McGregor. So I know four fighters in the next. Uh, next two weeks of fighting. Uh, That's the roundabout uh, UFC and sports take you're going to get from the SH1T podcast, folks. Whatever's coming next. Enjoy. Now it's time to get funky. To the right now. To the left. Take it back now, y'all. One hop this time. One hop this time. Right foot, two stumps. Left foot, two stumps. Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Crisscross, crisscross, cha-cha real smooth. Let's go to work. So this week was a good week to die in the Supreme Court. Uh, Got to cover, I don't know, cover the bits and pieces because it's the uh, only conservative thing left in the government, right? Yay for us. Uh, Lisa Montgomery was executed, uh, first woman to be executed federally in 68 years. Uh, she was convicted of the 2008 strangling of Bobby Joe Stinnett, a Missouri woman who was eight months pregnant. She extracted the premature baby and passed off as her own child. So uh, I want to say that Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan objected. Uh, it was all kinds of like legalese attempts to uh, uh, get out of it, but you know, shwizity swackity, good for her, good riddance. Uh, execution of Corey Johnson. He attempted to get out of it because he had a COVID-19 diagnosis. Everyone knows my feelings on that one. Goodbye, Corey. And then I'm assuming that they will uh, schwizity-schwack Dustin Higgs um, as well. Uh, he has COVID-19, and he's attempting to get out of uh, his execution. And this was on Friday, so I didn't see the updates on that one. Um, they also, the Supreme Court uh, granted FDA's request to block mail delivery of abortion pills. Okay. Um, I don't, uh, six in one hand, half dozen in, on the other in that one. Um, as hypocritical as it is, my stance is like viability. So however medical science changes viability, that's where I cut the limit off on abortion. So if somebody wants to mail, like if you want to mail marijuana or abortion pills to your thing, I don't see that's such a big deal. Um, if you, if you have a, you know, religious objection to abortion, that's a, that's a problem for you. 
and then obviously all the um, uh, election cases were not were, were set aside essentially so um, there was one decision with uh, Chicago v. Fulton, and uh, that was the one with the uh, people, you know, would file for bankruptcy, the city would have their vehicle, uh, and the city would, you know, the judge would issue a stay, and the vehicle would be stuck in the lot, and the people would be like, oh, well, you can't possess the vehicle, you have to give it back to me. Uh, the courts basically said, no, like, you, stay means stay. Uh, they didn't answer any other questions, that's what it meant, I agree with that. Uh, one of the what is it? Sotomayor was like, well, my bleeding heart. And then uh, basically, I understand these avenues are still open, but I concur. So uh, the three cases that I had listened to, uh, number one was Pham versus Chavez, uh, whether the detention of an alien who was subject to a reinstated removal order uh, and is pursuing withholding uh, or deferral of removal is governed by USC code uh, 1231 or 1266. Essentially, this was that uh, individuals that, by whatever means, criminally, uh, multiple, you know, moral turpitude offenses, whatever the case is, uh, had been ordered to remove the United States, and they objected to their removal based on, well, if you move me back to country X, I'm going to be tortured and killed on this whatever. I could care less, right? You shouldn't have broke the law. Fuck off. So I thought it fell under 1231. Um, it seemed to be that that's how they're going to rule, at least on a six to three uh, thing, uh, and that's that. Um, the big the big issue was uh, people would be waiting for three to three to six months, and I think there's a hearing that you can have at six months to say, hey, you you need to release me on bond. Um, you know, even though there is a order to get me out of the country, I've been here in a detention facility for six months because you know for some reason the United States won't drop people off of the and, uh, you know, countries that the individual claims um, will, you know, do bad things to them. And I think only 11% of people get away with this. But of those 11%, they're stuck in indefinite detention, essentially, uh, awaiting removal because they're trying to find a country that is not X, maybe country Y, that will take them. Um, so they're stuck in indefinite detention, and they're arguing that, well, after, you know, X amount of times, the statute says 90 days, I get to do supervised release. Well, if you supervise release them, those motherfuckers are going to disappear back into the country. You'll catch them again. They'll claim the same status, and then they'll be stuck, and it's a perpetuating or, or never-ending cycle. So I would think that, uh, you know, by Felicia uh, via 1231 would be my, uh, uh, or definite or indefinite detention, um, which is shitty, but uh, it is what it is. Shouldn't have broke the law. Asshole. Um, Uzbek Boonam against Przewski. Um, here's the story. While a student in Georgia, Gwinnett College petitioner, uh, we'll just call him U. His name is U. Best. U's began. Uh, we'll just call him Mr. U. Uh, began distributing religious literature on campus. College officials stopped him because he was outside the 0.0015% of campus where free speech expression was allowed. Uh, when Sheik reserved free space and again tried to evangelize, officials stopped him because someone complained which, under college policy, contra uh, controverted Sheik's speech to disorderly conduct, disturbing the peace and or uh, comfort of persons. Jesus Christ. Uh, facing discipline, if he continued, Sheik sued another student, Petitioner Bradford, self-censored. Um, Hearing now officials mistreated Sheik. Sheik and Joseph raised constitutional claims against respondents' enforcement of their policies, seeking damages and prospective equitable relief to remedy the censorship and chill. 
After respondents changed their speech policies post-filing, mooting all equitable claims, the lower courts held that Sheik and Joseph did not adequately plead compensatory damages and their nominal damages claims were moot. Six circuits hold that government's policy change does not moot, when I would agree with them, non-nominal damages claims. Two circuits hold such claims moot if government changes the policy. Uh, it has never enforced against the plaintiff. The 11th Circuit alone holds that absent compensatory damages, government officials are never liable for violating constitutional rights if they change their policy after being sued. Go fuck yourself. Uh, the question presented is whether a government post-filing change of an unconstitutional policy moots nominal damages claims that vindicate the government's past uh, completed violation of a plaintiff's constitutional right. I would say no. I think they're entitled to their dollar and uh, attorney's fees uh, for litigation at the offender's expense. Um, and then it's AMG Capital Management LLC versus the Federal Trade Commission. And this one was basically AMG was doing payday lender loans um, and raked in a buku amount of cash on that one. FTC stepped in. And the FTC has authorities, basically. Um, and way back when, I think in the 1970s, their, their uh, authority was essentially send a cease and desist letter. Notify them of the violation, what practice that they're doing bad in and then send a cease and desist letter. If they continue the practice, then you take them to court. You show them, hey, we notified them. We gave them, you know, 30 days notice to stop the practice. They didn't stop the practice. Judicial court. Well, after the 1970s, um, it went through. They, uh, the court heard a case. Don't, know, don't remember what the case was. And there was another section that said you can just take them to court, right? So no notification, no nothing. If they're violating the law, you just take them to court. And you fucking, you know, you get, uh, uh, under that provision, you can get uh, uh, damages, right? So uh, in this case, they did that. Um, and then it got all the way to the Supreme Court. This, was, this case was for billions of dollars, uh, because, or at least uh, half a billion dollars uh, because of the payday lender loans. But they were arguing the FTC should not have the power to go take somebody, drag them into court. They have to notify them that they're violating a policy and then doing that. And that was the argument. And I sided with uh, the FTC does not have that power. They should not be able to just drag you into court and sue you for a violation that you may or may not be aware of. Uh, yeah, so even though AMG Capital Management was probably being dickish, um, the FTC should have sent them a notice of the violation to cease the practice and give them a certain amount of time to stop said practice. Um, and if they did not stop said practice, then they could drag them into court. Um, and that was the argument. So here's the here's the stated case. The FTC uh, uh, codified as amended, blah, 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 empowers, directs the Federal Trade Commission to prevent uh, persons from using unfair deceptive acts or practices in affecting commerce. By its terms, 13B of the Act authorizes the Commission to seek preliminary injunctions and, in proper cases, permanent injunctions. Uh, 35B, the question presented is whether 13B of the Act, by authorizing injunction, author, author, also authorizes the Commission to demand monetary relief such as restitution, which they do not. And if so, the scope of the limits of such relief. So that's what the court has to figure out, right? So when they when they say, hey, stop doing this, um, the FTC was going into court and they were saying, you have to recoup all the bad money that you took, right, um, because of the trade. Um, and they were... What was it? Uh, Breyer was talking about before the act of change in the 70s, there were maybe 10 cases where the FTC had come in. They were egregious examples. And then since then, 
in all of recorded history, right? From 1776 to 1973, there were 10 enactments of this ability to do that. And then from 1973, there were over 100, right, of just, hey, your, uh, your massage therapy license is invalidated or whatever. You owe us, you know, because you gave 15,000 massages, you owe us all this money. Shit like that. So anything that takes power away from the government, I'm down for it. So we'll see how those, uh, those cases go. That's your Supreme Court wrap-up for the week. Yay! Take it back now, y'all. Two hops this time. Two hops this time. Right foot, two stumps. Left foot, two stumps. Hands on your knees. Hands on your knees. Get fucking with it. Oh, yeah. Come on. Cha-cha now, y'all. Turn it up. All righty. The rhetoric has been out of fucking control. Um, yeah, so here's your news. Uh, everybody's lost their fucking mind. Um, <laughs> they're just tripling and quadrupling down on their uh, priors, which is insane. Um, uh, first off, just to lead off, uh, uh, Trump was impeached again, uh, number two. So congrats to him. He's the leading the league uh, for presidents. In uh, impeachments, uh, uh, two, uh, you know, world record. Way to go, buddy. Uh, and it, it was political. Like, I, I don't know any other way to say it. Uh, the, the usual suspects are out and about, you know, trying to lump every single conservative, every single um, Republican, every single uh, individual that doesn't agree 1,000% with what they do. Uh, they, they all stormed the Capitol, apparently. So apparently 74 million people stormed the Capitol of the United States, and they all need to be held, dealt with, all that other fun stuff. Uh, don't know if I covered it last time, but the, the censorship is starting. Apparently the left is now a bunch of free market capitalists and uh, uh, zero principles. Zero. Uh, they kind of move like water, uh, whatever benefits them. If free market, uh, you know, private businesses, so on and so forth, benefits them, then they're going to be about free market and private businesses. Uh, I'll be the fact that uh, they want to levy coronavirus restrictions on every single small business. Uh, you can't, you know, got to have a mask, got to social distance, uh, can't have any, you know, can't even open, got to lock down, can't be open, but internet service providers can decide who they want on and off the, uh, uh, the network, right? Uh, that is the same as cutting off your telephone or your electricity. There's no difference. Uh, internet is, in my humble opinion, a, a public service. And Amazon has decided to remove uh, an app for really no reason and not, well, I wouldn't say no reason, uh, because the app does not conform uh, to the standards they want, yet they'll keep Facebook, Twitter, and Pornhub on, um, uh, on the app, even though Pornhub... Uh, has been, um, you know, linked to uh, uh, peddling child pornography. Uh, Facebook and Twitter reports are coming out now that the majority of the uh, uh, coordination uh, on the D.C. Capitol riots came from Facebook and Twitter. Uh, so why have they not been removed by Amazon Internet service providers um, and then put Parler back on, you know, holding to the same standard? Slate, uh, a newspaper agency, came out uh, and said, uh, you know, political violence is you know not good but only when it's necessary i don't remember the exact tweet but slate is still on twitter's hypocrisy knows no bounds no doubt and if you're okay with this that's on you like they they censored the president of the united states whether you agree or disagree with them that's that's a that's a bridge too far uh but the chinese communist party 
still active up and running, even though they are uh, uh, supreme instigators of false information when it comes to the Wuhan virus or the CCP virus or the coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. Russia and their bots up and running, uh, having a great time. Uh, the Ayatollah, death to America, uh, Iranian leader, still on Twitter. Uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, calls cops pigs and all that other stuff, uh, inciting violence. Uh, you know, if, if that's your standard, right? If you believe that Trump uh, uh, incited violence with his speech at the Capitol, then you must believe that Barack Obama incited violence against the six DC, or sorry, six Dallas police officers that were murdered uh, by a uh, Black Lives Matter supporter. Uh, that uh, Bernie Sanders is uh, responsible for the Steve Scalise shooting, and that uh, Colin Kaepernick is responsible for the uptick in violence against police officers. Uh, you must believe that, right? Uh, Louis Farrakhan, Jews are termites, uh, shit like that. He's still up and active on Twitter. Uh, Antifa <laughs> coordinated riots for three months uh, all over the country. Still up and running, still have pay uh, systems in place. Uh, Kamala Harris bailing out rioters. Uh, a couple months ago. She's still on Twitter. Um, Linda Sarsour, uh, anti-Semite as well, up and running on Twitter. Uh, Maxine Waters actively called for violence against uh, conservatives, up and running on Twitter. Uh, all these individuals having a, a great time, but they want to go after uh, Trump for inciting and sedition, and they want to go after uh, Parler for you know coordinating said uh, sedition and insurrection, even though the evidence points towards Facebook and Twitter. Uh, so it's coming. Uh, they've, uh, they're coming after people's jobs. They're coming after people's pay. Um, a, a gun, uh, AR, I think it was www.ar15.com was taken off GoDaddy um, for violating terms and conditions. That's kind of the, the, they don't really cite or spe specify anything. They just say that, oh, okay, you violated uh, terms and conditions. And this is all because, and everybody is sliding to the left, right? They have their head hang, hang low. They, they're, they're bearing some responsibility, which is good, which is correct. If you are, uh, uh, if you are a, a conservative and the D.C. riots occurred, you should reflect and say, how did we get to this point? But you're not seeing that from the other side. There's zero reflection, zero step back, and zero understanding of their actions that led to this moment. And they have zero they, oh, nothing. Like the uh, the prevailing thought is, is that the second you saw uh, Trump going down that uh, escalator, you knew that this was going to happen in D.C. on January the sixth, twenty twenty one. You could see the future. That's uh, kind of how they're. That's all the rhetoric. How the rhetoric is uh, uh, splicing out. Insanity. And this all started from uh, uh, videos that the Aridum County report has not been debunked. Uh, or refuted from what I've seen. So I'll be looking for that in the uh, court systems. Uh, the videos in uh, Georgia haven't been. I, I did hear that somebody said it was two days late. Uh, could, cannot confirm or deny. So um, if it is two days late, then why are they still counting two days after the election? If it is two days late, why are there not observers uh, there? And if it is two days late, uh, uh, why? Like, why? Like, why are they there counting two days after the fact? Uh, but neither here nor there, uh, it, it seems too time coincidental uh, with the uh, testimony and everything that I've heard in the Georgia uh, State Commission. Also, there was another, another video that came out that uh, some lady ran ballot stacks through three times, allegedly. Um, so Georgia, and then even, even then, the uh, Secretary of State, uh, George, or Mr. Rathlinsberger, came out and said, we want voter IDs for the next time we run an election. 
Why would he say that? If the election was so smooth in Georgia and it ran so well, why would he want voter IDs the next time for mail-in voting? Why? If it's a sound system and everything's cool and okay, you're good. I'm gonna, I would put money down that you're not going to see a, uh, a Republican win a swing state in quite some time because they have the, the TTPs down uh, to uh, you know run the shit through and be fine with all the mail-in stuff and the COVID and the blah, 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 blah. But that's all conspiracy theories talk, so don't listen to me. Um, yeah, but there were two, uh, two instances of voter fraud. Some lady in San Antonio got, ra- got rolled up, uh, for voter fraud. And then some dude in Louisiana, same, same kind of story. Um, I think it, the votes were in the teens or the hundreds. Um, so good for them. And then it was due to Project Veritas on the uh, San Antonio issue. Not sure how the guy in Louisiana got rolled up and wrapped on it, up into it, but it's not all bad news. Um, uh, during the riots um, in the D.C. Uh, police, uh, there was an individual that, uh, you know, it, it's a good news story. Uh, so the dude dragged people away, don't know his name, um, but he dragged people away. Uh, you know, he's going to be awarded the, what is it, the Capitol Officer Congressional uh, Gold Medal. Good on him, man. Um, Despite the criminally negligent acts of the Capitol Police and the D.C. mayor uh, that, not, that is not going to be done with or investigated, it, it appeared that there were some Capitol officers that were waving people into the Capitol or allowed them to, to get in there. Not saying all, but definitely some were buying into the bullshit. Uh, COVID vaccine plan, uh, Biden just going to, what is it, jump on the coattails of Trump. Good for him. Uh, encrypted messaging apps and make big tech crack down. Yeah, uh, they lost uh, Twitter and Facebook lost 51 mil or billion dollars worth of uh, market capital. Not lost, but we're down 51 billion. And uh, apps like uh, MeWe, uh, what is it, Signal, shit like that, are getting uh, many, many, many more uh, uh, customers. Uh, Rumble's another one of those uh, competitor to YouTube. Don't worry, Amazon's going to knock them all off the system, anyways. Uh, COVID death toll exceeds 2 million globally. Uh, Vaccine scheduling struggles. Uh, Cuomo, in his infinite wisdom, had to throw out batches because of his diversity, inclusion, and equity policies when it came to administering the uh, COVID vaccine in New York. Uh, They wanted the least fucking stupid, dumb motherfuckers. Um, So all that uh, time, energy, and effort wasted uh, in New York. Good for them. Uh, Russia-China alliance uh, presents new threats. No shit. Uh, fast food workers strike to raise federal minimum wage. Why not make it a thousand since we're just giving money out like it's fucking going out of style? And then your job will be replaced by a bot. Uh, flagpoles, rules against flagpoles to not cover rioters, merchant and chap- capital. Don't look at me. Don't know what that's about. And then apparently there's a bunch of threats for the inauguration in D.C. So 25,000 troops are staged in D.C. Way to go. Uh, and then there's apparently there's a bunch of threats going on uh, in the D.C. Capitol. If you wanted to compare anything, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger compared uh, the uh, January 6th uh, Capitol issue to the Kristallnacht in uh, Germany in 19, what is it, 38, 1939. Uh, okay, buddy. <laughs> Read history again. Um, uh, but so if that's Kristallnacht, then this is the Reichstag fire, right? You're making shit up. Uh, the government is to uh, clamp down and make it another 9-11 uh, type event because you know the legislation you're going to see all this crazy shit coming out investigations from Congress uh, all this other shit so 
Yay for us. Uh, Biden's rolling out his $1.9 trillion relief plan. Uh, the dollar really doesn't matter anymore. The kind of the, a couple of problems with this is that they're going to push the uh, you're going to pay for New York's essentially uh, with the, all these COVID relief uh, things that are going on. You're going to be paying for somebody's re retirement plan in the state of New York. So what is the incentive for states not to have all these like blue policies when it comes to unions and all that other shit? Uh, when now red states are going to be subsidizing subsidizing blue states policies with the massive increase in federal spending. We're probably with this the passage of this bill will be over thirty trillion dollars. Um, trade deficits higher than ever. Uh, value of the dollar getting lower and lower every single day. Uh, so hyperinflation is on the march. It just uh, what is it? Commodities are starting to shoot up. Uh, beans in the teens, uh, as Mr. Schiff uh, likes to say. Uh, so wheat, uh, wheat, meat, uh, milk, uh, what is it, soybeans, all that shit is getting more and more expensive. So you're going to start seeing that in your grocery uh, in your grocery bill, right? Bread's going to become more expensive. Uh, the necessities to cook, flour, stuff like that, going to be more expensive. And then in addition to that, uh, the exchange rates, like I'm, the, the difference between rent Two years ago now is $200. Insanity. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what is not going to get passed in the next two years uh, in the, with the blue uh, government. And then uh, Trump is essentially a pariah, as stated earlier. If you had anything with him, um, uh, you're, you're fucking done, bro. Uh, it is interesting to see how uh, the riot or the blue... Uh, Democrats have now subtly noticed that uh, COVID lockdowns are bad for the economy. Um, magically, after January the 6th, uh, when the Congress affirmed uh, the win that was voted correctly on December 13th and then uh, voted maybe not so correctly on November the 3rd. Um, and you have to remember that each state runs their program or their process. If you believe in federalism, then... You, you have to give that, like Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, they ran the program the way they wanted to, right? And even though you may disagree and it may be complete bullshit, that's what they did. And that's who they elected. And so you got to get over that and deal with it. Um, uh, but that being said, you still can criticize them all day. And then the influx of the thing you have to fight now is people that are doing blue shit, moving to red states because red states are doing better. Than blue states are, you know, leaving leaving the cities because of the taxes and the uh, insane regulations and the stupidity. They're going to bring their stupid shit to your city, right? They're going to come. They're going to do their hey man, uh, all that other fun stuff to where you live, and then eventually enough of the hey mans will show up. So you're going to have to go out into a field and start playing Slayer to disperse all the crowds. So uh, we all need a little bit of Eric Cartman, eh? Uh, so Cuomo and Beetlejuice in Chicago decided that lockdowns are bad and that we got to get businesses up and running. If you are a small business owner, in what fucking world would you start a business in Chicago or New York right now? Because they're just going to step in and take everything from you. They've shown that they will and can't do that. So why would you start a business? Like, these idiots think that you can just press a button and start fucking small businesses. That's what they think. So, morons. Uh, Trump is going to declassify the Obamagate documents. Uh, nobody's going to fucking care. Um, and then... Uh, uh, yeah, that's all going to get squashed. Uh, Hunter Biden's going to get away with uh, all of his shit. Uh, Trader Joe is going to get away with all of his shit. That's all going to get buried and, and taken away, even though it has been exposed. Uh, 
uh, good for us. It's, you know, just they're going to line the pockets. They're going to grow government. Uh, the, they're just going to crash the dollar in, in the process. And you you can't argue that Trump was a part of that uh, crashing of the dollar since he spent more than Obama did in four years than Obama did in eight. And Obama was a big spender, as was Bush. Uh, and then apparently a BLM writer was arrested as part of the D.C. Uh, Capitol riots on the 6th. So he was arrested, I would think, as an instigator and a supporter. But all of the uh, all of the theories that are going on about uh, fucking the capital government was in on it, uh, all this other stupid shit, I don't buy that at all. Zero zilch, nada. I think a bunch of people got caught up in the moment. The mob got caught up in the moment. Uh, and people, it may or may not have been planned. I have no clue. Um, but... It probably was, but uh, uh, they stormed the Capitol. Some BLM supporters were a part of that storming, as is evidenced by this individual being arrested. But if you're going to have the uh, statements that the BLM riots were incorrect and wrong, and I know I, I've said this, um, if you're going to have a protest, you're responsible for uh, agent provocateurs. You, ha you have to quell them in, like the mob has to be, or the uh, the people have to be peaceful, exceptionally peaceful. Can't be riotous, any of that other fun stuff, because then agent provocateurs or people that are lining up with you and agree, um, or did, you know, completely on the opposite side, but they're here to ruin your movement, so they kind of start smashing shit and doing whatever. The the group has to rein that shit in, um, and that that's the critique of the BLM uh, and Antifa riots in the summer. They are at fault for that, and the Trump supporters are at fault for the DC. Uh, riot like there's no other way to slice that so if you're conservative the individuals that stormed in that movement that's something you're just gonna have to take that l that's a part of that movement um now you can argue all day that the uh you know the tacit and the the uh what is it the the blind eye turning um which the blind eye turning in the summer led to the storming on the sixth or was a factor into the storming of the six, I would agree with you if you made that statement. Um, also, you can condemn the pearl clutching and the blind eye turning and the rhetoric from the left uh, when it comes to this and not back down from their stupidity. And uh, good on all the Republicans uh, that did not vote to impeach Trump because it's a, essentially a political move from Pelosi. Uh, bad on the 10 Republicans that uh, did support uh, that impeachment because it was basically they were attempting or they impeached him due to insurrection. Um, and as I've stated, if you think that's insurrection, then there's a bunch of people that are going to need to shut the fuck up because, uh, impassioned speech in, uh, in an area is now insurrection. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see where, like Trump wasn't great. Um, he probably bears some responsibility, but insurrection, no, uh, censorship or censor, sure, not censorship, sorry. Uh, a censor from censure from Congress, which is what should have happened. If the Congress disagreed with what he said in the Ukraine call, they should have done the same thing uh, with this one, uh, which is bad. But now everybody's being lumped in, you know, bad as us and everything like that. So uh, that's your that's your rambling news, I guess. Uh, enjoy the enjoy the weekend. Uh, stay classy, folks. <laughs>
test, 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 test. Hi, sweetheart. Hi, Dad. You happy to be back testing the microphone? Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Uh, well, I want to talk about how I got this lollipop. Cool. How'd you get the lollipop? So, when I was looking for my vitamins, I I actually mislooked, and then it was on... I thought it was on one shelf higher than your vitamins, but it was one shelf, and it was the shelf that your vitamins were on. The, that's, and the one shelf higher than your vitamins were the shelf where your vitamins were, were on. I just moved some cans and found this lollipop. What cans did you remove? I don't know. Okay. Uh, have you brushed your teeth yet? No. Gotta eat before you brush. Are you gonna brush your teeth? Have you eaten breakfast yet? Okay, good. So make sure you brush your teeth after this, alright? Yes, sir. What else? Um You see those papers? What about them? They, they, they tell everybody tell, about, what, tell everybody about the book you made. The book? The books? Did you make a book? You made Daddy staple your book? Yes, I had to make you staple my list book because um, mom wasn't there, so... What's on your list book? We'll go through it again, like, af after you finish this podcast. So, and, it, and the first page says, toys, please. Mm -hmm. I wrote a please so you would really buy me toys. You don't have enough toys? Yeah. I think you have a lot of toys, right? Yeah, but they're old toys. I don't play with them anymore. They're like for Michael. These are like he. Those are like teaching toys, and I wrote a set of crayons because he can use those crayons. Yeah. So we'll go, we'll go get some stuff today, but no toys. We'll get some crayons and some books and stuff like that, but no, no, no toys. You have enough toys. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I don't play with those because they're like old. I don't think about them. Is that your? Is that a you problem or a daddy problem? That's a you problem. That's right. <laughs> What's up, man? Well, how hard is life as being a five-year-old? A hundred percent hard. Hundred percent hard. Yes. Okay. What's half of a hundred percent? Fifty. Good job. What's half of fifty percent? 25. Yeah, 25. What's half of 25%? 12.5%. Yeah, what's half of 12.5%? 6.25%. Yeah. What's half of 6.25%? 3.125%. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's half of 3.125%? I don't know. It's too much. Zero. No, it's not zero. Yeah, half of... Half of nothing, like, you can never have, half of anything is never zero. Do you understand? Yes, sir. So half of something is always something. Half of nothing is nothing. Do you understand? Okay. All right. Uh, what else? Um, well, I do, I do school, like, meetings on this computer. Mm-hmm. Meetings. Yep. I have my supply box back there, my math book back there and I'm gonna grab something and tell you all the things I know.
Well, you got a minute left. Yes, I do. Okay, what else do you know? 4 plus 4 is 8. 2 plus 8 is 10. 6 plus 4 is 10. 2 plus 4 is 6. 2 plus 2 plus 2 is 6. 6 plus 6 is 12. 6 plus 7 is 13. 10 plus 10 is 20. And 40 plus 40 is 60. Good job. What's 40 plus 40? 80. What's 50 plus 50? 100. What's 100 plus 100? 200. What's 200 plus 200? 400. You're very smart. What's 1,000 plus 1,000? 2,000. What's 10,000 plus 10,000? 20,000. Good job. What's 100,000 plus 100,000? 200,000. Good job. You're very smart. You know that? Say goodbye. Bye. Wait, it's not five minutes yet, so. Now say bye. Now.